Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors, Greater Pacific. Uh, they are your full service creative agency. Their experience comes from uh, from experience of thousands of custom projects completed for co- uh, clients for over two decades with expertise in promotional products in the advertising specialties industry, custom OE product design, product or project management, CPSIA compliance, product testing, and full service logistics. They've done it all and become more effective with every opportunity. Greater Pacific creates the ultimate manufacturing experience for their clients. So go visit greaterpacific.com today. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hey to Meg Erber. Meg, how are you doing? Oh, man. I have so much going on right now. It's going crazy. So thank you for letting me go first. I just wanted to do a couple quick shout outs. Number one, the Water for Good, Promo Care's Water for Good Zoom catalog launched yesterday. It's hot off the press. It's ready to to go. I would love everyone to just take a look at it. Jessica Gibbons-Rouse, she helped us over at Zoom, put it together. They did a phenomenal job. Secondly, as you can see, I am wearing my PPF Live Concert Series t-shirt, and that is because tomorrow kicks off the third session of the live concert series and I got this just in time I think I got this yesterday um little record from record remix so that was really cool but you can join us tomorrow at 4 30 eastern um on YouTube Live and Facebook Live, and we have some really cool performers. There's a comedy show as well. We have, um, I might have some magic. I don't know, but stay tuned. Um, so I see, I see you and Stephen both have the uh, the the thing from from Record Remix. What what is this for? So this went out to all of the donors um, from the last one, and basically it's like a miniature record. Know, which can I like? 20 cameras here with the logo on it and it comes with a whole record label case so it's almost like an actual record you have the set list sorry the set list and then a little thing about ppef so and that is tomorrow um again facebook live and youtube live nick is the host and we got some some great performers tomorrow Yep, and that link for that uh, is actually down below, scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And uh, just had the viewer.zoomcatalog.com forward slash water for good uh, link up as well. So definitely go check both of those out. Um, Stephen McFadden, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great. Okay, that's it. All right, short and sweet. Sounds good. Well, I wanted to leave enough time, you know. Meg had a lot of announcements, and I don't want to, you know... No, I'm just messing with you. Um, no, it's everything's good. I've um, I've settled in, you know, back from the promocations, of course. So um, that was that was a blast. Yeah, definitely. You look like you came from the Caribbean because you're all like bundled up now. Like the weather's just too cold <laughs> for you. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a low of sixty, right? So it's like so I had to get a parka on. No, I'm just yeah, no, it was like 40, 40 degrees this morning. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna. 
like get it's, back it's insane the... may, may 3rd and we're in the 40s it's uh really for sure crazy and we are joined today by a very special guest sean connect with uh pride bites and uh we've got a very cool uh episode for you guys today we're going to talk about our furry friends uh our furry co-workers if you will and no we're not talking about Stephen mcfadden um so but sean <laughs> before we launch into the uh into the, the the topic for today it is customary for us to give our special guests a good three or four minutes to sort of introduce yourself maybe tell you tell us how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since so take it away man yeah my story might be a little bit longer than three minutes but i'll try to keep it at three minutes um so my background is uh and not in promo in the promotional product industry. It's actually in sports management. Um, I, that's what I went to school for. And then after school, my best friend and I decided we wanted to start a company that turned college logos into dog toys. We're doing none of that right now. But as an entrepreneur, you kind of wiggle your way through the the where the market's telling you. And we then came out with a customizable pet product line for uh, the individual consumer. And while we were doing that, we got on Shark Tank, um, which was an amazing experience, uh, once in a lifetime. That's a whole separate story. And then uh, we kind of, while we were building the e-commerce brand, also built the B2B brand, our wholesale brand. And as through the few years that they were both growing, wholesale actually outgrew e-commerce, even with Shark Tank, even with the digital age that we live in uh wholesale outgrew e-commerce so a couple years ago we had to make the decision um to drop e-commerce and focus 100 percent on wholesale and when we did that is kind of when i accidentally discovered the promotional product industry um i was working with um i kept on seeing on tv the subaru subaru cars all their commercials have dogs in them I was like, I got to get a hold of Subaru. They're a perfect customer. So I'm calling, I'm calling, and I'm getting nowhere because I'm trying to call corporate. And randomly, someone at Stables Promotional Products who represents Subaru calls me up, wants to do work together. And I'm like, wait, who are you with? What industry do you do you work in? Like, why am I not talking to Subaru themselves? And that's actually how I learned the promo industry. Um, then I kind of took a deep dive into reading about it, learning about it, networking, and fast forward, I don't know, seven, eight years. Um, here we are. Wow. That is, that is really, that's a really cool story. Yeah. So, so Pride Bites as a, as a business um, now is we help businesses and brands um, engage and expand into the pet, pro, uh, into the pet industry via, via customizable pet products. You know, it's interesting. Your your story is very similar to other guests we've had that have been on Shark Tank, where they had to make that same choice. Uh, and it's it's interesting that wholesale ends up being the one that dropped in all of the stories that we've heard. Or excuse me, the retail gets dropped, um, and and wholesale seems to be the way to go. Almost, you know, because you have thirty five thousand salespeople now, right? So it's it's a much more attractive uh, a direction to go, and there's so much opportunity in it. Um, so. yeah, you know, as, as you, when we were, I, mean, I, I started this 10 years ago when I had no gray beard, no gray <laughs> in my beard. Um, we, uh, you know, as a young entrepreneur, the internet was the, the thing, I guess it still is, but you know, 
and yeah, everyone wanted <laughs> everyone wanted you know a, a dot com business, mm-hmm. and so it, myself included. And it took us a lot of um, hard conversations, conversations with mentors and and thought leaders, and be like, hey, like, like, and and financial analysts being like, look, look at your books, like, let the numbers speak for you, not your heart. The number is saying you're losing money on e-commerce. You're making a lot of money on wholesale. What What do you think you should do? What else do you need, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's kind of how we made the switch. I remember it was kind of like a, a mid-December. And we we're like, we're just going to rebrand starting in January, and that's going to be it. And we just haven't looked back since. So after you, after you, I guess, found out about the industry accidentally, like, did you kind of know about the industry beforehand or like somehow, like, or, or did it just kind of come together? The, the only thing I knew about the promo industry was when you go to a baseball game and you're the first 30,000 fans, the <laughs> promotional item is blank. That, that was literally the only thing I, I kind of knew. Um, and to be honest, I'm still learning it. Uh, there's no, we all are. there's no, like, <laughs> there's no said handbook that you just read and then you know it. Yeah. Um, like you guys just discovered me. I just discovered you guys, you know, a couple months ago and we've been around for years. Um, and also there's, there's so much turnover in and out. So, um, I, my, the most important thing for me is networking within the, within the industry and customer service. I know because I'm working through you. I need to be on point. I need to be reactive. I need to respond right away because you're dealing with a customer who needs things right away. And if I give you the answer right away, it's going to look good on your part for your customer. And then you're going to want to work with me. And then your customer is going to want to work with me. Yeah. We, a lot of people don't get that. It's like going to a trade show and then not doing the follow-up. It's like almost common uh, well, sense, but well, a lot of people don't get it. Well, even more so going to the trade show and just sitting in your booth doing nothing. I, you should see me at a trade show. I am a spectacle at a trade show. I am bringing people in. If they're passing me by, every no one can pass by me without me talking to them. They might say no. They might ignore me, but I'm still going to talk to them. Yeah, there was there was I one know. time there was there was one time at a trade show at a pet trade show, pet specific, that. Me and my me and business partner were obnoxious at these shows. Like I said, we were throwing our toys across the hall, and we one of my I launched one, and it actually hit my my neighbor's my booth neighbor's coffee, knocked it all over his booth. Not not, and then he had white carpet all <laughs> over his white carpet. So I go, wait a sec, wait a sec, because I remember I searched through the aisles, and there was a pet vacuum or a pet carpet cleaner. <laughs> Steam cleaner somewhere. I go, I go, wait one second. I run to his booth. I go, do you want to do a live demo right now? He's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. I go, bring your supplies. I got a, I got a wet carpet of coffee on it. So we do a whole, so, uh, that's just who I am. That's what I kind of love to do. And that's how like my, the, in, how I've grown within the industry. I love that. Get the coffee out. I, I was going to say, I have fingers crossed. I got the coffee out. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, but I want to say he didn't. So it was, it was all around very bad. My booth neighbor hated me for the next two days. It was, it was, yeah. Well, next I time you do that, you got to do that on the last day of the trade show. Yes. That way, yeah, right. Well, it wasn't on, I wish it was on purpose, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Coffee on a white carpet definitely would not be good. <laughs> 
<laughs> who has a white carpet? Who picked a white carpet? Exactly. Who picked a white carpet yeah. at a trade show? You know, especially a pet specific trade show. It was I mean, it, and it was bright white. It was bright Not anymore. <laughs> Not yeah. anymore. Well, I wow. hope that you bring that energy and you exhibit at Promotions East this year in October. Another self-serving ad. <laughs> Where send me send me the info because trade shows are are now at the forefront of kind of what we want to do. Awesome. We kind of took a few years off with, with COVID. COVID right. Sure. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people did, but uh, we were a little bit more cautious because we are just, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. uh, but we're ready yeah. to, we just got a brand new booth. We're exhibiting at the craft brewers association show um, next week. And we're back on the trade show circuit. So, Sean, Sean are you mentioned familiar that... with the regional associations in our industry? One more time, sorry? The regional associations. Are you familiar with the regional associations in the industry? I'm not. I'm only familiar with PPAI, SAGE, and ASI. Well, yeah, we have I'll have to, for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you some information, too, then. Because if you're interested in trade shows, you get a huge bang for your buck with those regional trade shows. It's very cost effective and it's a, a smaller sort of more personable experience with the, uh, the attendees. So um, right. definitely worth looking into there. Yeah. Um, all right. Steven? Hey, Sean, you, you mentioned the, uh, the C word of COVID. So how, how was, uh, how was your business during the last few years? Cause I imagine you know, stuff might've been good, but I'm just, I'm guessing, I don't know. You know, I hate, I, I, it's a, it's a, sensitive subject obviously bringing up covid and my business and other people's businesses because a lot of people's businesses went went under or had very bad years and they let people go we actually grew we actually hired people during covid we had our best two years um in covid so i don't like flaunting that because it's a sensitive time but but yeah the it was a great time for us um People were adopting dogs. Uh, brands were wanting to promote to those to those uh, pet parents. And I want to make make one thing clear: it's not pet owner; it's pet parents. Mm. That's for um, sure. That's that's an okay. industry lingo that um, we are trying to change um, among society. Well, you know, it's you know, I don't think it's I don't think there's any. Um there should be any guilt or shame about doing well, you know, um, you know, there's industries like puzzles and obviously pets and, you know, PPE items. There's lots of, there was lots of good things. And even, you know, Jeff, you mentioned during that, you guys were able to springboard a lot of what you did just because you offered different products like masks, which now have allowed you to keep or get new business because now they, they were, you know, you were a reliable resource for them over the past years. So I imagine like this gave you a lot of opportunities to springboard into, you know, post COVID times now where they're like, you helped us with these cool projects. Now we have even more now that businesses are coming back. So I think that's great. Right. Yeah. Very cool. So I know part of the topic today was to talk about sort of office pets as well and like bringing them yes. in and, you know, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages? Because, uh, you know, everybody loves a good furry friend, uh, but do they make good coworkers? Uh, Steven, first of all, I know you've had your furry friend in there, your furry coworker before. Mm -hmm. Is the dog with you now? It's right outside that door. Lupin is. Oh. So I, I will go get him. Why is Lupin outside the door, Stephen? Well, he was. That's sleeping. what I was gonna say. Is that he a product of the? Is that a product of his of his dad? Come on. 
Yeah, that's just bad puppy parenting right there. I wish, I wish, I wish I was. I, I'm not home. If I was home, my dog, she's she's 14 now. She's been with me since uh, 10 months old, and she's she's seen everything with Pride Bite. So, um, she's she's getting old. She's she didn't do much anymore. But um, yeah, I, regarding pets in the workplace, I think it's there's a fine line between knowing your dog and knowing yourself as a parent and being respectful to your, your, um, to your, your coworkers. If you have a dog, like my dog, she doesn't do much. She, she doesn't, she's basically a mute dog at this point. Um, she's a great office parent, office, office mate. But if you have a little dachshund that, you know, see squirrels and they, they bark nonstop that might be a little bit of an issue and you just have to a lot of self-awareness i think well oh my god this is fat ass. oh cutie <laughs> you have two of them i do and a cat but i don't know where she is she ran away the other day and then came back she we don't her. discriminate against cats we we do cat product as well yeah i even put her little little thing back there but yeah this is fat ozzy and he's he was only supposed to be 12 pounds i can barely lift him. Oh. oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like it's the Lion King. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is Lupin. He is now like fifty five pounds. Oh wow! Um, like Ozzy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he'll probably be high eighties, nineties, or so. Um, oh, he's a puppy. Oh wow! Oh you know, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be big. How's but the paw yeah. size? Oh, oh my god! That dog has huge paws. That one does. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna big, be a big dog. They're about that big around or so. He's yeah, he's gonna be a big dog. <laughs> but he loves the, the office, and actually, it's um, you know, pets in the office for us, especially when we've started doing meetings and things. Uh, people love dogs, so <laughs> so I don't I don't necessarily trust anyone that doesn't. True. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're, if I talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I hate dogs, but this might work for us. I'm like, uh, do you have a pulse? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> or unless you're allergic, unless you're allergic. Well, or, or, the only, the only, see, originally when you said that, I kind of went to the people that have had like a traumatic experience with a dog attack or something like that when they were young, but that's the only experience that I could imagine right. Fair. where you wouldn't love a dog. Like there. The only time that it ever gets difficult is when I go into a meeting and the distributors have dogs and then I come home and then these two are like, you're cheating on me. Well, and I have, they- I, I actually have a funny story about uh, dogs in the workplace and, and selling in person. Um, one time I went to a, an office and they had, obviously they had dogs there and I was pitching them my one of my the Pride Bites dog toys, what kind of what we're known for. One dog toy of the year um, from a from Pet Business Magazine, which is our industry's like Wall Street Journal, uh, among other other blog bloggers that gave us the award. But um, I was pitching my product, and I was like, "Oh, there's a pretty dog, you know, cute dog wants to play." I gave him the toy, and I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, and I look down. And the dog is destroying the toy. Like it was like a big German shepherd, like just ripping it. Like it was like, like a piece of fruit. I mean, it was like, it was nothing. Just shred, shred. And he goes, looks down. He goes, I don't think we're going to be buying. 
So I walked out with my head held low, but um, that's just, you know, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's well, also think- another re- and another way, reason how you how I developed some of my sales tactics is going through experiences like that is I now I, I you won't hear anyone in our company say chew toy. There's no such thing as in my eyes as a chew toy. It's a play toy. So if you play with your dog, fetch tug of war, the toy is going to last. But if you give it to her or him and you go to the grocery store and come back and expect it to be in mint condition, who are you kidding? Yeah. So um, you have that, but you have to learn that lingo from experience. I love that actually, because you're changing the way people are looking at the products that you're selling by changing the name. And I think that's what we do to try to elevate the industry instead of calling it like cheap tchotchkes and giveaways, you know, branded merchandise is, is just other exactly. terms. And it really adds value, a lot of value. It's huge, huge. Because also, when you hear promotional products, you think, oh, you just have to give them away, a.k.a. you're going to lose money, quote unquote, right? But if you do branded merchandise, you can sell it on your website for for people who are aficionados of your brand that want to support you, not only for pet, but, you know, they want to buy a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, Um so you don't have to necessarily fully lose money on it. Per se. Right. Mark, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I imagine too with um, a lot of people still working from home, right? That they're going to have their pets still in their office, you know? So it's such a great, great category. And um, I actually think it was a category that's if for a while has been pretty weak in our industry. Um, you know, with no um, animosity towards the items that are out there. It's just, there wasn't a lot of variety, you know, between the, the options of the waste bags, collars, leashes, bandanas, you know, it's, it's well, kind of limited. So I, I really do enjoy the, the more custom aspects of a lot of the, the, the yeah. The item. Yeah. Cu- cu- not only custom, but, but quality. I think a lot of people, when they hear pro- promo, they think cheap stuff. We are actually, like I, like I mentioned earlier, we started as a consumer-facing brand. And as a consumer-facing brand, you have to have high-quality stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to, yeah. or you're never going to survive. So we just took those that same product into the, into the industry. And, when people, so, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I get a lot of people who say, oh, you're too expensive. You're too expensive. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not gearing towards your audience then. You know, and like I'm, I'm okay turning down if someone wants something for fifty cents or a dollar, I'm okay turning them down. But because I, I know that when I give them the product, they're gonna look at it and touch it and feel it and be like, "Wow, this is quality stuff." And and we have found a nice little niche in our industry where there are some pet suppliers out there. Nothing, only one other that's pet focus, but other but but other suppliers do pet tchotchke stuff. And if you want the 50 cents dollar stuff, go to them. I'm perfectly okay. But if you want someone who has over 10 years of experience in the pet space alone, and you're talking to a brand that wants to target to pet parents, I know the pet parent. I know what they want. I I have been one for 15 years. I've been in the industry for 10 years. So we've carved out a little niche and we're now the go-to supplier for your custom pet products. 
I love it. I love your energy. I think that I'm, I'm kind of upset that I didn't know about you when I was a distributor. So, so you know, many years ago, but I think that uh, you have a really cool niche. You have a great energy. And I think um, we just need to, I think everyone just needs to bring their pet to work, you know, their, their, their pet son and pet daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, well, I went to right before COVID, I did the PPAI show in Vegas mm -hmm. and we brought a dog, we brought one of our dogs and it was, uh, the amount of it, cause you're not allowed to bring dogs there. We, we, this, so much of attention came to our booth because of the dog alone. So if you want to bring, I mean, just bring a dog wherever you go and you're going to get attention. It's like babies and dogs. You're going to get the attention. So if you're single, go to the park with your dog, go right? To the grocery store with your dog. Just <laughs> this is I one mean, of the, this is one of the pride bites. Which one? Oh, the station. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also, just, also one, one thing I want to just kind of bring up just for anyone who's listening and, and whatnot, we offer free mock-ups. It's, a, it's a, a thing that we like to really, really push and promote, especially to distributors uh, and all the reps who are trying to get more business and gain more traction. We offer free mock-ups that are turnkey where all you need to do is send me your logo. I'll do all the work. And then you just need to forward an email on. And it makes you look really good. And we do all the work. And then it kind of gets the conversation started with your customers. Whether they're whether they interested or not, it's a great conversation piece. And you'd be surprised how many people, when they see their stuff on products, especially pet products, where it's kind of unique, different. It's not... Um, it's not your hat. It's not your T-shirt, your koozie, your standard stuff. It's different. And uh, it, it, it's a kind of like the wow factor, the shock factor where they see and they're like, we, I, I forgot the exact stat, but like 75% or something of people who see it on a mock-up will most likely order. Yeah. And I will say, when we were talking about this episode for a couple of months and Steven was like, oh my gosh, we have to call, uh, sometimes called you Steve, we, we have to call Sean. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was, a, it was a great choice in bringing you on. Um, Thank you. Would you. So Jeff and Steven, I'm going to ask you guys, with you guys having your pets in your office, what were some of the, the pros to, to doing that through COVID? Do you think that was like, it helped with stress and anxiety? Do you think it was better for your coworkers, Jeff? <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I, I work from home. So I mean, it's, they don't really have a choice. I mean, I, I would like to kick them out. But as you can see, like, my, my dogs think they're the, uh, the president and CEO of the office. Yeah. So we kind of keep them gated. Otherwise, they'd be laying all over the couch and you know, that sort of stuff. So we got to keep them out of the living room. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, so we, right now, we these have, are laying on my office chair. We, we had a, uh, an office dog for a while, which is my parents, uh, dog that was in here still around, just retired, I think at this point. Mm. Um, he, and we, we actually came up with a position, the CBO, the chief marketing officer, uh, <laughs> for the, so, um, I don't know if Lupin is quite yet replaced, but he has been, in here since he was a puppy and part of that was because we had to keep training him and you know like we didn't want to just leave him with the house or board him and so just having that ability to do that was was awesome but there is equal part distraction as it is uh <laughs> beneficial now but i do think that long term it's it's a nice a nice distraction for people if they want it so yeah um, yeah and i i also think even non-covid times for me and I've been doing this for, I've been working from home before it was cool. 
um, when we first started Pride Bites. And the way I utilized the dogs in the office is I didn't necessarily play with them while working. I, but I would go every hour and a half or so, I would go and walk around the block. That yeah. got me fresh air. That got the dog fresh air. Got the dog exercise. You got to clear your head. You're staring at screens all day. Um, so it got, got you away from the screen. So I, I take probably four or five walks a day just during the work day mm-hmm. with my dog. And it's like, you know, it's like a 15 minute walk. It's, it won't make or break any like time sensitive material. So, and it's so good for your mental health and, and the dog's health and, and everyone around. So, um, it's if you can have a dog that can kind of just chill for a little bit and then you take it on a walk, that's the, the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Yeah. That's how I utilize it. Well, sorry. I was going to say I agree. I had a little Yorkie poo and he went with me everywhere. He was my little baby and he, w- I, I lost him on a Mother's Day a couple years ago and I, oh. I it was the worst. So, but I, I everywhere. I, I don't even, even thinking about losing my dog makes me cry. I it know. just like my eyes, I don't even, I can't even. It's, it's terrible. It's pretty terrible. So I hard. Oh my yeah, God. I know. Um, so Jeff or, or Sean or Steven, do you guys have any other tips for bringing dogs into the office that we could share today? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I could say that it, one of the, one of the cons of having the dog is just, you know, if UPS or somebody like that comes and rings the doorbell, it's, a nightmare for about 10 minutes there uh, thereafter but uh, other than that i mean it's it's pretty good pretty good pretty good having them i agree yeah i mean i, I would say just like kind of practice uh practice makes perfect with dogs i mean train them to be an office dog and just like you train them to sit and stay and shake you can train them to be an a good office dog and i think a lot of people don't take the time and the effort to do that. And then if they don't, I, I think there should be some boundaries. Am I, I'm a little harsher maybe, but um, I think if the dog is, is well-trained and, and if it's not, but if it's on, the, if you work towards it, I think it's okay. And, and people see that you're making that effort. I think that's most important. Sorry. I had to take a picture because Steven and his dog look exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take they're both, it. They're both just sitting there all. <laughs> Isn't that a saying? Like you start to look like your your pet or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, John, thank you so much for being our guest today. You were wonderful. We loved your energy. Of course. You brought to the table all your tips and tricks as well. Thanks for having me, and I'm available anytime. <laughs> Sounds awesome. good. Thanks, John. Yeah, man. Thank absolutely. Really, really appreciate having you on. And uh, again, if you guys like this, uh, this topic or this episode, it was brought to you by our good friends over at uh, the Greater Pacific. Uh, and they are a direct manufacturer, custom OEM products selling to the promotional products industry with 27 plus experience, uh, 27 plus years of experience specializing in over 10 product categories. They can source and deliver most any product for you. Greater Pacific is full service sourcing product and uh, managing every aspect of product uh, production uh, with staff on the ground in Asia and utilizing their time-tested 20-step project management protocol. No need to worry about quality control, product safety, CPSIA compliance, or the hundred of details related to custom manufacturing. Great Pacific oversees every aspect for you. Their global logistics team and in-house custom brokers uh, ensure timely, seamless delivery 
This is how they provide the ultimate manufacturing experience. Uh, and they back this claim with a 30-day produ- uh, product guarantee on all orders. Head over to greaterpacific.com to learn more. Tell them the industry insider sent you. Uh, and until next time, guys, we will be seeing you. Uh, Steven, yeah? Everyone posts their pictures of their pets in the office. I'd love to see yeah. like all their their, their yeah. office setups or pets and all that. I'm I actually meant to, to say it. that earlier. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah definitely do that. Post in the definitely comments. post a pic down in the comments. That'll be awesome to see. All right, guys. Until next time. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.